Welcome to another PA Policy Podcast. I am Jason Gottesman. And I'm Neil Lesher. And this week the House was back in action, and what a week it was. You know, I think one of the biggest things from the week, Neil, was uh, was the culmination of a summer's long work on the nearly 500 waived and suspended regulations that came from the pandemic era uh, disastrous emergency declaration. Yeah, I mean, think about that. 500 regulations that were able to be suspended, waived, pulled back uh, during the pandemic. Uh, We passed legislation this week uh, already on the governor's desk that extends a good number of those until March of next year. So uh, when you think about it, it'll be a full two years uh, that many of these red tape measures around the bureaucracy in Harrisburg have been on the sideline. Uh, I think the next step that a lot of our members are going to start talking about is which ones can be permanently repealed. Um, you know, if, we, if we're able to survive two years without it, maybe we can survive longer. Well, yeah, and certainly that's, you know, some of this extension time, is, as it was explained this week, is because we just need more time in the legislative process to actually get these bills done. I know, like, one of them, for instance, that was extended was uh, – to do uh, remote learning for real, uh, realtors. Right. Um, and that bill is currently waiting for action in the Senate. Non-controversial will likely get done. Uh, another one was uh, a bill, was a, was, a, was a regulation that uh, we waived and suspended that makes it easier for children to get their work permits. Um, there's a bill by Representative Ecker that will be moving through the House next week to deal with that as well. And then, you know, if you look at what we have on, on, the, on, the, on our plate for next week as well, there's things for the Professional Licensure Committee to deal with some uh, licensing regulations that were waived and suspended as well. So, you know, this is going to be an ongoing thing, but it's just I like to say when when the governor and I think, look, we're all in favor of fewer regulations. That's something that as a, as a caucus and as really as conservatives, we, we want less regulation and less government involvement in people's lives. But that being said, when you automatically kind of like do a Thanos uh, snap of the finger and 500 regulations just sort of disappear into nothing, that really upsets the apple cart in terms of our regulatory framework. So deciding which ones were necessary, which ones are can be permanently done away with and, and the like um, is really a monumental task and certainly does take some time. Yeah, and there were also there's also legislation that members are working on to improve and make easier how we access our health care. Telemedicine has become uh, really a popular uh, form of, of accessing health care, especially during the pandemic. And it's something that was was in use before the pandemic, but now uh, something that people really want to be able to continue to have access to. And so we're going to be looking at that as well. Uh, how do we uh, support and make sure that people have access to health care through telemedicine and other means using modern technology? Yeah, and and certainly, you know, I was asked by a reporter, what does what do these have to do? Like, what what are what does the, the common Pennsylvanian have to know from these regulatory waiver suspensions outside of telemedicine? Um, because that's the one easily it's identifiable, and these regulations are important to somebody. Every every single one of them uh, impacts somebody somewhere doing something. Uh, 500 regulations, like I said, is a pretty major upset of the the regulatory framework in which we had here in Pennsylvania. And, you know, look, people might not like the regulatory framework, and, and they, they certainly have uh, many complaints which are certainly justified. But uh, there is something with familiarity and understanding how you work around the system that currently exists. Um, and so, you know, when you do have relief from that, people go, wow, this really was convenient. Or all of a sudden people go, yeah, you know what, this uh, inspection thing really did make my drinking water much safer. So let's bring that back. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that um, I think we can we can learn from what happened and, and really do a deeper dive into what regulations uh, are, are necessary here in Pennsylvania. 
Yeah, I mean, bureaucracies tend to only add additional regulations. It's very rare that, I don't know if I've ever seen a state agency take a deep review of their regulations to modernize or delete regulations that no longer are needed or or no longer make sense because, you know, situation has changed. Um, so this that's, that's what our members are looking at. This is a control-alt-delete, and we are going to be taking a deep dive into the, the red tape that Pennsylvanians are living with and looking to get rid of it as much of it as we can. Well, I, I think just to show how complicated this was in it explaining to people why it took so long to review all of these regulations is that the agencies themselves didn't even know what they waived and suspended <laughs> yeah. uh, because we got several updates. Uh, you know, when we started this conversation actually with the administration six months ago back in March, they were like, oh, yeah, here's some initial information. And then they're like, well, hold on now. We have to update it. And then uh, upon further review, here's an additional update. I mean, I think start asking back in March, we got the final update back like June, July of what was finally done. And keep in mind, that was after we already passed a bill saying you can't wave and suspend anything more. Yeah. And they came back and they're like, well, this was actually already done. The Wolf administration in terms of knowing what they're doing is worse than you know, uh, SEC officials. So what is this regulation? I don't know. Well, you wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I meant SEC in terms of the uh, the football the, the football, football conference. Not the, uh, yeah, not, not, not the, the other pe- folks not listening th- in on this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so just wanted for, for, for all those listening out there, make sure people know that we're not talking about the federal regulators. Uh, we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about uh, college referees, which uh, is pretty terrible on any given basis. Other things happening this week. There was... Uh, I think, as as someone said, uh, several hundred people outside in front of the Capitol. I think that's a sort of a liberal assessment of what I was mean, going several on. Several thousand. Yeah, I, several thousand. I'm just Jan, Jan, uh, veteran um, Capitol reporter Jan Murphy said it, it was the largest crowd she had ever seen in her time covering the Capitol. And what we're talking about was, uh, you know, this week we had the first ever Pennsylvania-specific March for Life here in Harrisburg. Uh, it was really amazing to see thousands of people show up. They covered the Capitol steps and the lawn in front of the Capitol. Uh, there were there were a lot of great presenters. I know uh, Speaker Cutler was there, along with other members and members of the Senate. Um, and it was just really wonderful to see such an outpouring of support for human life and for the dignity of life. Yeah, and this was the first March for Life, as you know. You know, this is something that's traditionally happens in Washington D.C. And uh, um, you know, the event was obviously well put together. I think when I came in. Uh, at like eight o'clock on Monday, it wasn't set up yet, uh, and then by the time I left at like four o'clock, you wouldn't even know there was anything going on here. So, uh, for all the people that were here in Harrisburg, it was a quick setup, quick takedown, um, and uh, and there was a lot of uh, eyes on the event. And you know, like you said, Neil, just seeing so many people uh, out in, in in support of human life and the dignity the dignity of life. And this just isn't you know unborn life too. This is uh, this is you know all life. Yeah, exactly. So it's it starts you know. At, con- at you know at conception and then it goes all the way to uh, you know through folks in supporting you know uh, mothers and families and which is something that's a big priority for us right now and then there was a, a group of ladies that I saw that were that had a lot of signs and they were specifically there to promote uh, you know the idea that people with Down syndrome their lives matter and yeah. that you know aborting 
a fetus simply based on a diagnosis of Down syndrome is wrong. That's something that our caucus has stood up for. Uh, earlier this session, we passed legislation that would make that illegal. Um, you know, unfortunately, we have a governor who has a pretty hard stance on uh, these issues and has threatened to veto that legislation. Um, but that doesn't matter to us. I mean, we're standing up for the dignity of life and the dignity of every individual in the Commonwealth. Yeah, and also the, the fetal remains uh, bill that we did from Representative Ryan earlier this session, uh, which really is a, a parental choice and parental options bill to, to do with uh, uh, a fetus that was has been born, uh, you know, deceased or stillborn, um, you know, that to be able to give the dignity of burial to that to that child uh, and have the families get some closure. Um, and on top of that, you know, we're, you know, there, look, there's other pro-life bills out there. I think one of the things complicating much of this pro-life debate now is what happened with the Texas case. Um, and certainly that's something that we continue to review. But um, for how much people saw that as a win for the pro-life uh, movement, it certainly has, you know, thrown up some questions marks as to exactly what that means since it was not a final decision by any means by the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, but, you know, I think that's all something in which, you know, we're looking at this pro-life landscape now and uh, and and seeing just a, a lot of support. Now, I know on Saturday there will be uh, a pro-abortion press conference or march, march or whatever here in Harrisburg. Um, you know, don't know what attention that'll grab, but, you know, it'll be hard to rival what we saw here on Monday. You know, earlier, just to pivot to a, a new subject, um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about accountability on here. And uh, earlier this week, we also passed a bill that was sponsored by Kurt Sonny, who's the chair of the Education Committee. And that brings uh, some reform into how school districts deal in times of emergencies. Uh, under the current school code, I think it's like, you know, school a school board can adopt an emergency plan that might include remote learning and other things for a period of up to four years without having to revisit it. Uh, so what uh, Representative Sonny's or Chairman Sonny's bill does is it puts a 90-day limit on that and then requires the school board to come in and actually have a public meeting where they're taking input from parents and have a vote if they need to extend that further. So that's a very good accountability measure that is on over in the Senate. We hope that they take that up soon. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. Again, you know, we'll be in session uh, this coming week. The Senate will not be, and then we're uh, out for a few weeks, and then we'll be back at the end of October. But uh, you can always find us right here at the Pennsylvania Policy Podcasts at www.pahousegop.com slash mypodcasts, which is your favorite My Podcast page on the entire pahousegop.com website. Um, all right. Well, until next time, Neil, pleasure as always. 